hello to all of our quality-minded listeners and a special shout out to our Mayo Clinic Care Network members. Welcome to Key into Quality, a Mayo Clinic podcast focusing on healthcare quality, experience, and affordability trends and solutions. This podcast series is designed to help you take some of those first steps toward understanding and improving quality challenges in your organization. And thank you very much for joining us. I'm Dr. Timothy Morgenthaler, a professor of medicine here at Mayo Clinic College of Medicine and Science, and I'm the vice chair of Mayo Clinic Quality and Affordability. Co-hosting with me today is Sherry Nemec. Sherry? Welcome to everyone joining us today. I'm Sherry Nemec, Consultation and Relationship Manager for Quality at Mayo Clinic. I'm excited to join you today, Dr. Morgenthaler, to learn more about how Mayo Clinic experience is supported by engaging our new staff during orientation through education and training. And Sherry, thanks for that. And I think it's important to point out that you just said Mayo Clinic experience and not just Mayo Clinic patient experience. I think most people are used to hearing about patient experience. Those of you who know anything about Mayo Clinic know that we are very deliberate and purposeful in our focus on patients. So why have we changed that terminology? Well, you know, one of our core value expressions is the needs of the patient come first, but we have really been learning that to speak to those needs with excellence, we need to consider how we do that is in a relationship. And that relationship involves not just the patient. In fact, most relationships, did you know, involve two people at least. In order for us to have the very best experiences, we really have learned we have to consider the total experience. So in recent years, we've transformed our thinking from, for example, patient safety to safety. No adjectives on that. To provide really safe care, everyone needs to be and feel safe. We've moved from concerns about patient violence to violence in the workplace, regardless of where it's perceived or who instigates it. With others across the world, we're recognizing that a more diverse workforce will better serve a more diverse patient population. So there's a lot of connectedness going on here. And you know, as we think about connecting us together at Mayo Clinic with those that we're most concerned about, we've moved from considering patient experience to considering the human experience of everyone involved in that care process. We really believe that an unparalleled patient experience is going to result from inspired and dedicated employees demonstrating excellence, compassion, respect by partnering with patients, families, and partnering with each other to continuously improve that healthcare service experience. And this really starts from the very beginning, engaging our staff in their role to create this level of human experience, beginning with the very new staff coming on. In fact, I'm always excited in July, we have a lot of trainees coming to our institutions, and it's not uncommon that because they're finishing up training elsewhere, that's when a lot of staff come into our our Mayo Clinic family. The Mayo Clinic Experience Training, Education, and Coaching Team, or XTech, includes expert facilitators who provide training and coaching to foster and promote strong human connections and support those Mayo Clinic values. XTech offers education to staff, which advances knowledge of communication tools, strategies. They really help us enhance our interpersonal skills and support the unparalleled experiences that we strive to provide every day. So anyway, we thought it would be great to have a conversation with one of our leaders at Mayo Clinic who is making that happen, Rebecca Brustad. Rebecca is the manager of the Experience Training, Education, and Coaching Program at Mayo. She's been here for about 13 years, and all of that time she's been doing experience work. Welcome, Rebecca. Yes, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here today. That's our pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, when did you come to Mayo? Where did you come to us from? 
Absolutely. I came to Mayo a little bit later in my career. So I had some experience in adult learning in a tax organization. I'd done some marketing and public relations, and I had actually worked for a tutoring company. And so I've always had a passion for communication, education, and really that public relations piece. So patient experience, and as you put it, the experience really brings all of those loves together. Wow. And I'll add too that Rebecca and I have worked together for 15 years at Mayo Clinic. So wow, you must have started working back. when you were 15 years old there. <laughs> Gary, so. Well, listen, Rebecca, we're kind of starting from the beginning here. Why does Mayo Clinic take time to establish the importance of the human experience with all of our new employees at orientation? Yeah, well, thank you so much for asking that. And Dr. Morgenthaler and Sherry, I want to take you back, actually. I want you to think about your first day at Mayo Clinic and what were some of the emotions that you felt walking into the buildings those days? Wow. I was excited, new job. One thing that stood out to me, I'll just reflect that we had this wonderful orientation. They were telling us all about how things work and so forth. And of course, I already knew it was a great organization. But one of the things that will stand out to me my entire life is I was brought into a a room with new colleagues. And uh, I don't recall who actually spoke to us that day, but they said, okay, I want you to look to your left and your right. And I want you to just realize that about 95% of the people you're sitting with here, you'll retire with. We are colleagues and we stay together. I've never forgotten that moment because it was like, wow, what did I get myself into here? This is really something. Well, how impactful though. Yeah. That's amazing. That first day, so many jitters, nerves, anxiety, excitement. And Dr. Morgenthaler, I love what you talk about in saying, look to your left and look to your right. And so one of the things that we have, for better or worse, lost in this new digital age is that look to your left and look to your right moment. And Mm. so we know that creating that onboarding experience for new employees is tied so strongly to their retention, to their overall satisfaction, and our employee satisfaction is so strongly correlated with our patient satisfaction. From an experience perspective, we know that it is vital that we create that great first impression for our employees and instill in them from day one the importance of treating our patients and putting their needs first, but also understanding how they play a crucial role in in that experience. How are you tailoring things now that we're having so many people join us remotely? I mean, that is, you're right. I've never thought about that. What a different experience that must be. We have had to really learn quickly over the last several months, I would say, and what we've discovered along the way is that the way we used to do things isn't the way we we can do them anymore. We used to have the opportunity to really sit with folks, spend time with them, spend days with them, and over the course of time, we knew that that's not sustainable at an organization as big as Mayo Clinic. And we know that our new employees are completely overwhelmed with information in those first three days. So how do we briefly expose them to a few key elements, a few key takeaways that they're going to walk away with, much like you walked away with and still remember that moment of, I'm going to have long-term colleagues for the rest of my life. We want them to walk away with, I'm a Mayo Clinic employee, and what does that mean, and how do I play a part? Mm. 
So Rebecca, if you could share just a little bit more, just so we sort of ground ourselves, how did Mayo Clinic historically deliver that information focused on patient experience with new employees during orientation? It's been an evolution. When I first came into the organization many, many years ago, we were individual sites doing our individual work. And so there was not consistency. Some areas had 60 to 90 minutes to be able to dedicate to just the patient experience portion of onboarding. Some places didn't have any time to dedicate. And as we've grown and come together in a consistent way, we were able to identify an opportunity with our HR partners to create a a 60-minute in-person training that was really focused on tying our core values to the experience. How did those interplay with each other? Again, our organization is large and we had to look at sustainability. So in 2018, we really moved to that online module. It was a voiceover PowerPoint, like many people have used in the past. And then in 2020, with the enhancement of technology, we had an opportunity to revisit that. And we're using now a tool called Articulate 360 that has a lot of interactivity, a lot more visual appeal, and we've broken it out into three different modules instead of one large module. Tell me more about the three different modules. Uh, What are they about and how do they get delivered? We do utilize our LMS or our learning management system. So they are automatically assigned to employees on their day of hire. We do encourage them to break it up so that they're taking one in the first month, one in the second month, one in the third month, as opposed to just checking them off the box, right? Because we know that they'll have different contexts to apply it to as they've learned more Mm. on the job training. So the focus of the foundation is really to help new employees understand what makes Mayo Clinic different. It's about our culture. It's about our history. It's about our values and putting those needs of the patients first. And then how do we define experience today? And so in that module, we talk to them about the people, the places, the processes, and the perceptions that help create the human experience. It's less than four minutes. So they're through it in no time. The journey is our second module, and it's really cool. It tells the story of a patient and his journey through the healthcare system, at least at the beginning of the journey. And we get to meet and see his family. We get to understand his story. We get to hear about him as a unique human individual with individual emotions, individual worries, and how do we respond to those emotions and worries that our patients bring to us when they come with their healthcare issues. I've seen that module and it is excellent. It really gets you thinking. It does. And it's something we can all relate to, right? We've all had a healthcare experience or a loved one has had a healthcare experience and it really humanizes our patients. Yeah. What's the third module? Yeah. The third module is the opportunity. And this is where we try and instill that feeling of ownership within the employee's role at Mayo Clinic Experience. We want to teach them how to make that human connection. How do we put aside the tasks and the other priorities that we know are always gonna be there and competing with us, but really engage with that person in front of us? We want to instill in them that ownership to improve processes, to do the right thing, to make the difference that makes the difference. And we wanna 
know that we need to provide personalized service and we wanna be able to make everyone feel like they matter. Rebecca, I'm curious, uh, you know, many of our listeners probably spend a lot of hours online on things like Zoom or Teams. And with the new modules, I'm wondering, how do you keep learners engaged during that time? Yeah, the pandemic has forced us to really study the efficacy of our digital learning. And what we've learned is that if we don't hook someone in those first 30 seconds, and honestly, probably less than that, we lose them. Mm -hmm. And it's just a reality of our world. We have so much information coming at us. We have so many distractions. And so what we've tried to do is implement some of those tried and true educational tools, visually appealing looks, pictures that tell a story, more graphics than words. You know, we use the voiceover to get them hooked from an auditory perspective. They're interactive as well. You know, there's click-through boxes. You have to write a response in one of the modules. And we use storytelling to really keep them engaged. Stories are powerful. Super powerful. Wow. I mean, that is a very different thing than what I went through a long time ago. And I can believe that this is going to be way more effective the way we're operating now. You know, what do you think is going to be the next iteration of experience orientation at Mayo Clinic? You've changed a lot in the last five years, change is changing faster. What, what's next? Yes. As we know, our MCCN colleagues are engaging with us because they, they want to understand what Mayo Clinic is doing. And we also have programs like our Advanced Care at Home, which is where we have Mayo Clinic employees and non-Mayo Clinic employees providing hospital-level care within the home setting. And recently we had heard some feedback that our vendors through the advanced care at home program weren't maybe providing service to the level of Mayo Clinic service. And so we asked ourselves, how do we onboard them to the expectations Mm -hmm. that we have? Quite frankly, it was a bigger challenge than I ever would have expected to figure out how to share Mayo Clinic content that is digitized outside of our firewall. Fortunately, my team is made up of smarter people than me (laughs) who could help me figure that out. And so through trial and error, we were able to find a server that's protected, but we could post our material out there and send it to our vendors. And so we're just in the piloting phase of that, but I can see that happening more and more and more as we partner with vendors across and expect them to perform at the level of care that Mayo Clinic is expecting because we are not operating in a silo anymore. Yeah, you know, this is this is really exciting because Mayo Clinic in so many ways, part of our vision for 2030 is to really expand our reach to serve many more people who could really benefit from Mayo Clinic care. And so this is just uh, fits so nicely with that overall strategy to say, okay, Mayo Clinic experience is a big part of who Mayo Clinic is. How do we expand and provide training in the human experience that we want to have be a part of the Mayo Clinic experience. Mm -hmm. And so that's very exciting work. You know, Rebecca, our program has been evolving for a long time, and we've been really fortunate to have experts like you continually update us on the theory and the science and the practice of what we do. You know, I know I've benefited in my practice from some of the professional coaching that people on your team have provided. I'm I'm talking about patient care. I, I learned something every year from different things you all release, but not every place has this wonderful resource. If I 
took a magic wand and I transported you to another organization. And now you're in charge of improving the experiences there. What do you think are the most important first things to do? I mean, what, what would you emphasize? Yeah, I really appreciate that question, Dr. Morgenthaler. And, and I had to put some thought into this. First of all, I would want to honor what has already been done in the organization. So to understand what's the current state and who invested their time, energy, and really smart ideas into what the current state looks like. Figuring out like, what are we teaching today? And taking that as my base and how can we enhance it, grow it, maybe make it more impactful based on experience, best principles, based on interpersonal communication. What tweaks can we make? I would want to talk to those key stakeholders and create a relationship with them. Because again, this can't happen in isolation. We need our HR colleagues. We need our quality colleagues. We need to share what we're all doing across so that we're trying to talk the same language to our new employees. And then finally, I would take a look at our patient experience data and our employee satisfaction data and try and identify like what gaps could a strong onboarding program fill? Wow. So those would be three Great. key ideas. Great thoughts, Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. Joy, we've come to the end of our podcast time. It's too bad because you, you have such wise counsel in that. I really appreciated your answer about you know, just respecting what's already been done, really being culturally sensitive. Each place has its own unique culture and with strengths and opportunities all across the board and, and then just uh, forming relationships with the key movers and influencers and then building from there. What a great piece of advice. I just want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. We are at the end of our podcast to our listeners. We're glad you could join us and hope that the information provided has been insightful and valuable. Again, Mayo Clinic's Key into Quality podcast is for you. Our aim is to help you take some of those first steps to address important quality challenges in your organization. We want to be a valued resource to help you improve quality for patients and the populations that we all serve. So please let us know how we can improve this podcast. If you enjoyed it, let others in your organization know about it so the information can be spread. Until next time, goodbye.